Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Friends are shouting every week. Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! So also the fans are very satisfied with Louis van Gaal. And my players are also satisfied with me. Well, not anymore, Louis, I'm afraid. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 20 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Classic Football Shirts. After a dramatic late win at Wembley in the Cup, we've won a trophy, but that couldn't save Louis van Gaal's job and his departure was announced on Monday evening with official confirmation of Jose Mourinho becoming his successor expected imminently. We reviewed the cup final in an episode released on Tuesday, and the link to that is in the description. Now, we're reviewing Louis van Gaal's time at United, and then looking forward to Jose Mourinho, although it's not all positive. The Beatles has a song. <laughs> you know that? 64, when I'm 64. <laughs> and when you hear uh, what they are singing... All my wishes are fulfilled. <laughs> so let's move on to Louis van Gaal. His review, we've had a few of his best quotes playing throughout this episode. And that's probably what we'll miss him for best, the dive against Arsenal, Mr. Mike Smalling, his end-of-season speech, which is my best moment of, uh, of the Louis van Gaal era at Manchester United when he clips Ryan Giggs' head for uh, <laughs> outbidding him at, uh, on the auction and his incredible... Uh, end of season speech provided some absolute comedy gold yeah. um, uh, particularly when he came back on stage to thank the saxophonist for their playing hello hello hey pay attention to the manager and Jack your best moment of the of the Van Gaal era his best quote oh my favourite quote has got to be the um, the Louis Van Gaal's army song I just I I just couldn't believe it when I when I um, heard the press conference. I thought people were joking around when they said he started singing, but I just I just think it, it was great the way he just randomly burst into song and the passion that he that he did it <laughs> he did it with as well. It, it was great. Fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army, <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army. I suppose one of the positives, and there's a few of Van Gaal's era his two seasons in charge, is how much he 
he listened to the fans because a lot of people say he sort of didn't connect with the fans by what he said in the press and there is a lot of that there's the the thing about lowering expectations which is criminal for United manager to say when we haven't even finished in the top four and all we've won is an FA Cup and had some dreadful football so that's where he hasn't connected with the fans but in terms of every time he came outside every time in public whether he was having his dinner at Wings after us winning, which is another favourite quote of mine, or we've come out after a loss or a win at Old Trafford, or if he was at the end of season awards, every time he saw United fans, he would give them his time. And there's a vine, there's quite a lot of vines of Louis van Gaal's best moments, but there's one where he comes out of Old Trafford and uh, a United fan asks him to sing the Louis van Gaal's army song, and he gives a great rendition of it that, Sounds slightly like he's had a stroke. Louis van Gaal's Red Army. Louis van Gaal's Red Army! But it, it, it is fun. And there's another moment where an Irish fan asks him to say, come on the town, and he does it in an Irish accent. So the, the time he gave to the fans is something that will be remembered because a lot of fans, especially travelling fans, who have come over from, say, Asia or Europe or America and get to meet Van Hall, and, and he gives them that time, I think people will really remember that. And obviously, they'll remember the, the incredible quotes. So my best footballing moment under Van Hall, because there's not a huge amount of choice, comes last season, the 2-1 at Anfield, Juan Matters, scissor kick. We'd beaten Liverpool quite a lot, actually, and under Van Hall, we've, uh, we've had a great record. But under Moyes, we had the 3-0, I think we lost 1-0 as well, and we also lost in the League Cup, if I remember correctly and for, for to, to win at Anfield with a scissor kick from Juan Mata was incredible Mata oh yes that's a beauty United glory on Liverpool turf it's a fabulous goal your best moment Jack for me I think it's either the 1-0 at Anfield uh, this season or the 4-2 against City. I think the 1-0 at Anfield, it was great. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. It was, it was just great because of how badly we actually played. And to still come out with a win was great because it just made it all the sweeter, especially to, to stick it to Liverpool. And it hits the bar and Rooney hits the back of the net. A rare Anfield goal for Wayne Rooney, but how important it must be for Manchester United. And the 4-2 against City last season was... It was just such an unexpected result because we we had such a poor record against City. We'd lost. Yeah, I can't remember how many we'd lost or, or drawn in a row, but it, it stretched back to Ferguson and it stretched right through Moyes, and then Van Hal comes in and we I think we drawn nil nil at the at the beginning of the season when Smalling got sent off and, and suddenly changed into this incredible defender on on his return from suspension, <laughs> and. And then we we beat them four two and it was just an end to a hoodoo against City and it, that was an incredible moment. Yeah, I'd become so unconfident whenever we went into a to a Manchester derby because of recent times and there's been so few great moments. The only one I can really remember other than that was the three two win when Van Persie scored the um, the free deflected free kick at the death. But yeah, that that four two w- was great. Um, it was. Certainly one of our best performances against them and one of the most entertaining matches of the Van Hal reign, definitely. Rooney, Mata onside. Juan Mata for Manchester United scores! 
Strickland and Berserk. The Spaniard who right now does no wrong. Two standout goals against Liverpool and now against the other enemy. One matter strikes again. There's quite a few notable mentions. The Martial debut against Liverpool and Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford will be his, will probably be Van Gaal's legacy at United, possibly Jesse Lingard as well, but that's not as obvious. And that, that'll probably be his legacy in, in Premier League football too. There were quite a few moments, Martial's debut, Rashford's Europa League debut and then Premier League debut, um, I think will be one of my favourite memories ever when I'm looking back in about 40 years and I'm thinking of my favourite United moments. Rashford to score four in his first two games was absolutely incredible. The end of last season when we beat City 4-2, we beat Tottenham 3-0 on Wayne Rooney's boxing celebration. There's been some great <laughs> moments, but the the key thing is is that I can pick out those moments a season on because there's been so few this yeah. season. And I, I've said a lot that he, there's been underappreciated work. And I said this particularly in December when he was getting slated a lot. I wrote a lot about it and then I ended up getting slated as well. And a lot of times I'd probably be blindly in favour of Van Gaal. And up until about a month ago, I still half wanted him to stay. And it, it seems like... Exactly the same as his other club, just lasting a slightly different length. And probably in five years, we'll see it pay off. Um, but, I mean, we can't forget how terrible things were. He took the enjoyment out of football at times for a lot of people. Some people stopped going to Old Trafford, and you saw the last game of the season against Bournemouth. Partly it was because of the rush nature of it, but also because people were just bored by United. And goals that used to be celebrated madly were just... The celebrations were muted from me because you weren't enjoying the game, even if you were winning, other than at the end of last season. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's definitely true. It has kind of sucked the life out of, out of football for a United fan. This season, I think more so than last season, actually. I think what you said about the good moments is, is definitely true. And it really says a lot. The fact that they are so easy to pick out because although there has actually been a decent number of them in, in big games, they're so easy to pick out because there's been so few of them overall. But certainly against against the small teams, I can't remember, maybe with the exception of Stoke at home this season, where we've really, really dominated a team, but but dominated a team and looked threatening and scored a, a decent number of goals as well, which are the kind of moments that we became accustomed to under Ferguson. So I think in that sense, Van Gaal's tenure for me will be remembered more by <laughs> kind of how bored he made a lot of fans, but I think I think like you said, he, it was time for him to. I've not been quite as, as critical as, as some. Certainly, kind of in that Christmas period, although I in the end I did I did want him to leave, and I, I I'm I'm glad that he has now gone. I think it took me a lot longer to kind of reach that position than than a lot of others. It's partly because, but for both of us, and it probably annoys quite a lot of people listening to this, the fact that we've defended Van Hal for so long. Um, as I said, sometimes blindly, but I, I genuinely like the guy. Uh, we're mentioning how his quotes will be remembered more than his football, which is true, but he's he's provided some brilliant off-the-field moments, and it seemed like he loved being at United, and the, his statement when he left was, I, I thought that was very dignified, especially for Van Gaal, so, when he arrived, so many people said he'll leave in a bad state, and at Bayern... The board and him had a massive disagreement. The same at Barcelona and at Ajax with Johan Cruyff. Um, and he's left United and he's he's provided this dignified statement. 
very classy statement saying how thankful he is to even the laundry team. He said the truly the best fans in the world. He thanked Ferguson and Bobby Charlton. He thanked the owners. He thanked everyone, the players and his staff. And I just really appreciated that because a lot of managers, you wouldn't get that. And given what we've seen from Van Gaal and his arrogance, you probably wouldn't expect that from Van Gaal either. Yeah, that statement was great, especially because of how quickly it's all come about after the cup final. One thing I would just like to say like about Van Gaal, I think despite how, how, how acrimonious the relationship now is between the fans and him and how boring he has made football this season, he has laid some, some really solid foundation for us. Um, do you think about where this squad is now compared to where it was when, when he joined? I don't think there can be any doubt that we are in a much better state now than, than what he inherited. Our squad, we have, an, we have now a young squad, with some great young players. We may need a couple more experienced players, but it's definitely, I think, the case now that the future looks brighter than it did when David Moyes left, certainly. Even when Alex Ferguson left, because Moyes was left with a very ageing squad, no matter what Ferguson says. And then Moyes used Yanazai, his legacy, if you guess, but it hasn't yet worked, although it could work under Mourinho, who is known to like Yanazai. And Van Gaal has completely changed the squads. And I, I was suggesting this on Twitter the other day, saying that he's just he's got rid of dead woods. And people were saying, but they're still dead woods. They're labelling Fellaini, Young, Valencia as dead wood. But they're not Deadwood because Van Gaal has used Fellaini, he's used Young, he's used Valencia. And the people who he wasn't using, Welbeck, Cleverly, I, I, I mean, I wanted Welbeck to stay, but the Deadwood at United, Cleverly, people like that, Van Gaal got rid of. And the squad's average age now is under 25, I think, whereas when he came, it was much higher than that. And he'll leave behind Rashford and Martial. And I think he has left some very good foundations for Mourinho to build on, especially in the fact that this team can use possession well at times and with a manager who can further use Van Gaal's work, it could work quite well. But the key thing was that he took the the enjoyment out of football and that's, that's why he had to go in the end. Shall we move on to Jose Mourinho and preview his time at United? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm not one of, of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. Well, he's expected to be announced either on Wednesday or Thursday. This is probably coming out on Wednesday or Thursday, so he may have already been announced. It's become inevitable in recent months, really, hasn't it? And we have constantly voiced concerns over Marino. But now that he's coming, it's exciting because, I mean, I'll, I'll admit that it is exciting because De Gea is set to stay now. Uh, Marino's appointment has, has kept him at the club because he was frustrated at Van Gaal and the goalkeeping coach and it's going to allow us to sign players that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to. So it is exciting, but I just hope that he can slightly alter the way because the United way has become extremely blurred in recent years and we can't really say we're not a sacking club anymore, but I don't want... The the key thing that I don't want to change is our, not a youth policy, but our dedication to youth and our academy and that's the one thing that Mourinho has to change if I'm going to fully embrace the, the manager who I think will win us a league in two seasons' time. Yeah, excitement is, is definitely the right word. As much as I have had and, and still have reservations about Mourinho joining, for me, the, 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 my worries about Mourinho joining are now kind of overshadowed by 
the need for Van Gaal to leave. And so, in the end, although I'm still not entirely happy that Mourinho will be joining, I'm happy that Van Gaal has left and Mourinho is really the only credible alternative now. Um, and I think excitement is definitely the right word because no one is quite sure what's going to happen. You're never quite sure with Mourinho what's going to happen next. And although that's definitely been the case with Van Gaal in terms of press conferences, certainly hasn't been the case on the pitch. I'm actually now excited for the summer. I'm excited to see if and hopefully when we we make some, some big moves in the transfer market. I know there's a lot of whisperings about Zlatan Ibrahimovic at the moment. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's, it's changed finally, which I think we've all wanted to see for, for quite a while now. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting summer and then an interesting season next season. And like you said, I think whatever my opinions on Mourinho, what my reasons for not really wanting him totally, one thing that I am sure of is that come this time in two seasons, we will definitely be higher up the league than we are now. It didn't look like Van Gaal had done the same at United as he has at other clubs, but now he's gone. It seems to be that, and I think that's exactly what Mourinho will do. It'll be exactly the same as Chelsea, uh, his second spell at Chelsea, where he comes in, improves on-field success, perhaps negatively impacts some parts of the club, including the, the reputation given the off-field concerns, particularly the Canero, and it's set to go to public tribunal, that case in, in a month or so, I think. So that might be a shadow cast on him for the start of his United career. But he he does bring success. And I think as many people, as, as people who don't like him may say it's not guaranteed, I think it pretty much is. He's won the, he's won the league at every club he's been at, including three Premier Leagues with Chelsea, Porto, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, a treble at Inter Milan, two Champions Leagues. I mean, as much as I don't want Mourinho, still, the prospect of having someone who can challenge Guardiola at City and who can win us the league again and who, if he stays longer than that, potentially could win us the Champions League is something to be excited about. Yeah, definitely. I think this this might be end up what we look back on about Van Gaal's reign is that he kind of set us up so that Mourinho, hopefully, is able to thrive. Um, I was reading an interesting article the other day and... It's, it's, it's quite funny how similar Van Gaal's kind of tenure at Bayern Munich ended. He ended in quite acrimonious fashion. Uh, the club supporters and, and the board kind of fell out with him, but he laid some great foundations. And then Jip Heinkiss, who came and replaced him, came in. And I think two or three seasons later, he won, he won the treble. Um, and while, while I'm by no means suggesting that Mourinho will, will win the treble at, at United, that it won't happen, but it just kind of shows you that. I think a similar sort of thing might happen where Mourinho will hopefully have a lot of success. I really, really hope he does. But I think a lot of that will end up being kind of attributed to, to the work that Van Gaal has done. And although on-field results haven't been great, he definitely has set us up for a brighter future. Yeah, and Mourinho tactically is, I'd say, he's the best, if possibly the second best tactical manager in the world. Uh, in Alongside Guardiola and Simeone, he, he is the best. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does with our team. Joshua Bean asks, are United fans being held back like West Ham fans by their way of football? Is it time to adapt to an ever-changing game? Or is the United way a key part of what makes this club? I think parts of the United way need to be let go of because 
it's clear they don't exist anymore. We are, we're not a sacking club, but we're not a club who's just going to stand by a manager until the end of time to give him that chance. Because as much as I, I liked David Moyes as a person and I actually didn't want him to be sacked, there, there was that sense of relief when he was sacked. And I think it's paid off to be the right decision because I think had he stayed, I think Van Gaal's got us into last season, certainly, perhaps not this season, done better than Moyes has done. So I think parts of it needs to be let go of. But as I said, the youth needs to be retained. But in terms of short-term managers, Sir Alex Ferguson isn't going to happen again. And people say, oh, but Busby and Ferguson. Busby and Ferguson were 25 years apart from each other themselves. So it's not as if we're going to find the next Ferguson or the next Busby within three years. It, it, maybe it will happen again. It's extremely unlikely, but maybe there will be another Ferguson, but it might not be till 2040 or something. So I think, yeah, we need to let go of this, this idea that we're not a sacking club and accept that we do need to play a part in the modern game. You? The youth definitely does need keeping. The United way, for me, in terms of style of play anyway, I think the United way, at least in the last, well, in, since Ferguson's era, I guess, Although it, it was combined simply because of how great Ferguson was and how great the squads that we had was, success was combined with, with great football. But for me, I think the most important thing about United is, is winning. And at the end of the day, I would much rather see us play boring football and come out with a win than play brilliant, brilliant football on the eye, but finish mid-table um and I know I know some fans might not like hearing that I, I guess like the um like what the question said a bit like West Ham fans a couple of years ago when they hated the style that Big Sam was was implementing I think results always trump style but I think the United way in terms of youth does need to be upheld but it also needs to we also need to move with modern times and I think Mourinho if ever there was a manager that is kind of the 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 most pragmatic manager you could ever kind of imagine that is willing to to do whatever it takes not kind of attached to any specific ideas that will never change it is Mourinho so we I think as fans we may need to be prepared to let go of some of that United way but I really do hope the youth stays as a big feature of the club I can agree with all of that I think we need to move on we'll talk more there was more plans about who can succeed with Mourinho and who needs to be wise obviously Juan Mata we'll talk more about that next week we'll have time we'll be doing a season review next week let's answer some more questions Brandon Sayer asks is Ibrahimovic a good deal for United or bad I don't really mind either way actually I think if we didn't have Mourinho it would be a very very good signing because under a new manager who isn't Mourinho who isn't uh, one of the best in the world having a leader on the pitch like Ibrahimovic who can change a game who when you're losing can just do something special to change it I think in a manager who you'd expect to be less successful than Mourinho it would be a very good thing but under Mourinho I don't really mind and for his wages 500,000 a week mm, is it worth it I don't think so you as a player I would definitely like Ibrahimovic definitely he's the kind of game changer that that we've been missing for a long long time his character worries me slightly. Um, I suppose kind of talking about the United Way, one thing that has always been true is that one man is no is never bigger than the club. But having said that, perhaps what he will give us on the pitch will, will outweigh that. And with Mourinho, 
I suppose hopefully Mourinho might be able to keep him in check if, if anyone is, is capable of doing so I guess he is Mourinho's man management although he falls out with some players is really excellent he manages to get the best players in the world to accept that they're also part of a team and Inter Milan he did that I was reading an article today and he managed to do that and he, he did sell Ibrahimovic to Barcelona because he knew that the the good of the team could come ahead of Ibrahimovic and that he could build a team better than that without Ibrahimovic being uh, so self-centred. And Ibrahimovic will certainly be entertaining on the pitch and off the pitch, of course. It's one of those where I don't really mind either way. Colin at Rojanaldo asks, how many signings do you think Jose will make and which position will we strengthen the most? Um, Defence, I think, will strengthen the most, not as a position, as, a, as an entire system. I think he'll make four or five big signings and perhaps one or two smaller ones I don't I, I don't want him to bring in that many people because I think this squad needs a few additions not multiple world class players like at Real Madrid I don't want us to be uh, I want us to have the world class players but I don't want them all to suddenly come at once uh, there's been rumours that he wants both Benzema and Ibrahimovic that's going to massively impact Martial and Rashford and despite wanting one of them and two of them is is something you'd usually dream about I genuinely wouldn't want both of them because we have Martial and we have Rashford and we can focus on that instead of making a huge amount of signings I think Mourinho will make six or seven signings um, not all massive massive signings but I think about that many in terms of positions I think I think right midfield will definitely be somewhere that he'll look to strengthen certainly because I, I can't although I think he may actually like Lingard for, for how hard he works I can't see him thinking that he's good enough to, to be a starter next season defence as you said um, maybe one or two midfielders um, it wouldn't surprise me to see one or two midfielders leave as well be interesting actually sorry just on that point be interesting to see what happens with Michael Carrick and whether he's given a new contract under uh, Mourinho but yeah, I would say six or seven signings, kind of strengthening all, all across the pitch, trying to sort out the spine of the team, really. Um, but like you said, I, I don't think, like, say, say, take for instance Ibrahimovic and Benzema, obviously both of them coming would just be a waste, really. Um, but I think he will look to strengthen in quite a lot of areas, honestly, because he is all about that instant success, really. We shall uh, uh, have uh, maybe a dinner in Wings again, so... Uh... Yeah, that that I like. That I like. Brandon Sire again asked, "What, in your opinion, should happen to Giggs now?" I've been saying he should get experience, but the other day I thought, "Where does the experience stop with Giggs?" Because can United appointment, if he's successful in the Championship, can United appointment if he's successful at a lower finishing Premier League team, or does Giggs have to be successful at a top foreign club or a top English club or top Scottish club? to then be appointed United manager. The the real thing is, when does it stop to the point that United find it acceptable to make Giggs their manager? I think he either needs to stay and become manager after Mourinho, or he needs to separate from United. And at that point, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a candidate to come back and create this legacy at United in the future. Because I think once he goes... That's it. When do you stop asking him for more experience? Because there will always be this thing. Does Giggs have enough experience until he manages 
United or until he manages, say, Chelsea or City. And once he's managed them, then he's not coming back to United, is he? And I don't think he will. But it's just a question of when do you stop asking him for experience? It's an interesting one, the gigs, because my heart, pretty like most United fans, wants him to stay, been with the club for so, so long. But I think for, for Giggs' own career, I think it's probably time for him, unless he can get some sort of guarantee from the club that he will be the next manager, which I'm not sure they will do. I think it may be time for him to accept that he's been overlooked for the managerial job. I mean, that's twice now, whether whether you agree with it or not. And as, as sad as it would make me to see him go, if he really does want to become a, a, a manager, then I think he he needs to, or he should, for his own sake, kind of uh, leave United and, and find try and find a managerial job elsewhere. But, but the problem is that, obviously, Mourinho, in all likelihood, won't make him assistant manager because Rui Faria has been his long-term assistant and seems like he will be joining him again. And as much as the club seem like they're trying to hold on to gigs, if he's not going to be an assistant manager, why should he stay at, at the club if it's going to end up with him almost in a, in a demoted role? Um, well, if so, if Warren, we were talking about this before recording, if Warren Joyce leaves and he's been linked to Blackburn Rovers, they've asked permission to speak to him and he has managerial ambitions himself. He's United under 21 manager, a very successful one at that, multiple time title winner with them and he's managed to cope with injuries and everything. If he leaves, United will need a new under-18s manager. Paul McGuinness left early in the season. A new under-21 manager and a new senior manager. Mourinho is likely to fill the senior void. Tommy Martin, an under-18 coach, is currently under-18s manager. Could Giggs do a, a Pep Guardiola manage the under-21 side? Possibly. I think he might prefer that to just being a coach. But Mourinho tends to like someone who understands the club, if you like, on his coaching team. And... He said to want Giggs to stay, although he won't offer him that assistant manager's position. So isn't it? It'll be interesting to see. We have uh, twitched our ass on the bench. Do you understand what I mean? We've got a, a statement more than a question. We've sort of answered: Do we need Jose? Um, Gerard West asks: He do we need Jose? He plays boring football too. I'd rather win nothing than have him at Old Trafford. A few months ago, I said I'd rather win nothing than have Mourinho at Old Trafford. I don't. I still don't want Mourinho to be United manager, but the thing about him playing boring football is not true. Uh, his Real Madrid team are the highest scoring team ever in La Liga with more than 130 goals, I think. Uh, do we need Mourinho to bring United back to success to ensure that the successful period doesn't drop away and we become Liverpool? I think... Yes, we do need him because there isn't another option out there now that Van Gaal's gone, Guardiola's gone, Klopp's gone, Ancelotti's gone. Uh, the only real option is Giggs. Pochettino signed a new contract too. Um, so, yes, as much as I hate to say it, I think we do need Mourinho. What do you think? I, I agree. I have big reservations about Mourinho. I agree to some extent about kind of the statement um, and the, the sentiment that that guy was is kind of saying, but at the end of the day, I think we do need Mourinho right now. I would have loved to have gone for down a different route. As much as it pains me to say it, I would have loved us to, obviously not now, but but before, have, have appointed Jurgen Klopp. Um, but at the end of the day, Mourinho is by far the, the best option that we have at the moment. 
And although I, there are definitely worries about whether he fits in with kind of the United way, as it were, it is definitely, he is definitely needed at the moment to, to restore us to kind of the footballing position that we've all, that we all became used to under Ferguson. So I think we definitely do need Mourinho in light of kind of how bad it's been recently under Van Gaal and just the lack of other credible alternatives, really. And I think we answered Liam McMahon's question there. Is there someone you'd rather have than Mourinho? Answer from both of us. Well, yes, I would rather have other people. I'd rather have Ancelotti. I'd rather have Guardiola. I'd rather have Klopp. But they're not possible. So I guess there isn't someone I'd rather have, which is bad because I, I, I still don't want Mourinho at United, um, which some people will disagree with. That's all we have time for. A jam-packed episode. You can probably understand why. A lot to include there. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next week, we'll have another big episode. Uh, we'll be back for you with a season review following the playoffs in the lower league. A few United loanees, including Ashley Fletcher, in League One playoff final, I think. It could be another uh, long episode. We'll see. We'll try to get a few guests on for you and speak to fans of Brighton, possibly Barnsley as well, about the success of James Wilson and Ashley Fletcher while on loan. Maybe a few other guests too. Thank you very much for joining us for Series 1, Episode 20 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Cup final, Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho. Maybe not exciting, but a very interesting few days for Manchester United. Jack, where can we find you on Twitter? At UTD Tate, T-A-I-T. And you can find me on Twitter at Robinson 64 and the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod. I suppose we better leave you with a clip of Louis van Gaal for the final time. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Good. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.